Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio and I am Crystal. You know how I get excited when I get to chat with different people and hear about the experiences. And then when I have someone's work in front of me and I've read their book and then we can talk about it, I'm even more excited. I would like to welcome my guest today, Elizabeth Businje. Now, she was born and raised here in Kampala, Uganda. She majored in physics and math for her bachelor in science degree at McCary University. She is the manager at Sherry Pharmacy, but there's also lots that she's done in business, which I'm finding out about. And uh, she is the author of the book, Boarding Blues, Why Boarding Primary School May Not Be Good for Your Child. I actually uh, talked about this book uh, just the other day. So, Elizabeth, hello. Hello, Crystal. How are you? I'm very fine. Very excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. How have you been? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I've been up and about, but blessed. Okay. And how is your husband, Arthur? Yes. Arthur is very fine. Mm-hmm. He actually escorted me here. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so I'm very excited. You, you work together as well we in some ways. We work together. Mm-hmm. We work together. Because even are, when I met you the first we time, work together. we work together. <laughs> yes. We are always together. You're that couple. <laughs> You're always together. Okay. So now we know that you were born and raised in Kampala. Where yeah. exactly? Where was that? And which schools did you go to? Okay. I was born and raised in Kampala, mainly on the side of Entebbe Road. I mm-hmm. grew up on Entebbe Road. Okay. So those that know how to cross roads very well. <laughs> <laughs> you had to learn how to cross Entebbe Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, for primary, my first half, lower primary, mm-hmm. I was in a boarding school, mm-hmm. girls only, the mm-hmm. Namgongo Girls Boarding School. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... Um, halfway, halfway the primary, mm-hmm. it's level level mm-hmm. has moved into a boarding school, into rather a day school. So mm-hmm. I moved to Nakasero Primary mm-hmm. School. For high school, I went to Napisunsa mm-hmm. Girls School, where I was for my six years. Okay, where I had lots of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then from Napisunsa, I moved to Makere University. Mm-hmm. From Makere University, I ventured into business which got me into the UMI marketing and sales postgraduate program. Mm-hmm. And that's how my business journey uh-huh. was encouraged. Okay. Okay. So you said right from S6, you... Yes, I got into business. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the first business venture? So when I was in my S6 vacation, I decided to work. Mm-hmm. It was a choice I made. Okay. You so, didn't have to. I didn't have to. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have to because everything was okay at home. But I figured I can't waste my time. Those like eight months just seated around. Mm-hmm. So I offered my time to an uncle of mine that had a supermarket, a very well organized and thriving supermarket. Mm. In Namasoba, it was called Jesus Cares. Mm. So he took me on and as a young person so yes. that I got mentored into business from that age mm-hmm. so as I was working there just helping him with stock and um, sales here and there one day a lady walks in holding a very beautiful gift box okay in one hand mm. and a baby in the other hand mm. so when she walks in she gives me the box okay and instructs me to fill the box with something she can use as a gift 
for a function she was heading to. Oh, okay. Like a birthday. Ah. And the box was really beautiful mm. for me. So I start examining the box. Yes. As I take her around, we are looking for what can fit in the box. Mm-hmm. So the box has its best where the item is placed and then its cover. Mm-hmm. Fitted. Yes. So we find that thing. But for me, in all that, I'm being intrigued by the box. Mm-hmm. So you hadn't seen one Such, quite like that before. Yes, something like that. Uh-huh. So when I'm done with her, she leaves and my mind, like uh, uh, something was triggered in my mind. Can't I do this? Mm. And I think for the next hours of my time at, at the supermarket, that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> we had boxes that were being thrown away every now and then. Mm-hmm. I picked one and started shaping it okay into a gift box so you upcycled it <laughs> yes because i had seen what it could do mm. i made one immediately that very day so like you got the box did you get like wrapping paper yes and, yes uh, uh-huh. so the wrapping paper was being sold there the seller tape was being sold there all i had to do was wrap the box the best mm-hmm. and then the cover Mm. make it fitted such that if the cover is placed on it's fitted yes and I made my first box right there right there (laughs) so I'm really excited the day ends when I made the box I I left it on display Mm -hmm. asked my uncle to give me display space where I could sell my box okay and he's like that's fine I head back home and I tell my dad, I have a business idea. Mm-hmm. So I carried boxes home, yes. tape, wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> so you could actually even show him how. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I showed him, I can do this. Mm. And he could not believe it. Mm. So he bought my first box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He told me, price it. Okay, I didn't know what to do about that. That's so always the tricky up, bit, I right? I just came up with a figure uh-huh. that could make me happy. And he bought it just for, for support. Yes. So that was my first business venture. Okay. I continued making boxes. Mm-hmm. I had a place to sell them from. At the supermarket. At the supermarket. And the community started embracing the boxes. Because mm-hmm. they would come. They didn't have to wait for the usual. Uh, someone gets the wrapping paper. And wrap for me. Uh-huh. No. They found them ready made. So you just put the gift inside, yes. cover it and go. Yes. And it's beautiful. You get a gift from the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Look for a box that is already packed. Mm-hmm. Made. Mm-hmm. Where your thing can fit, place and go. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so simple like that. Mm. So I did that for my entire vacation. I made my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, campus came on. I went to campus. And I dedicated my weekend mm-hmm. for my business. Yes. So what, I, Did you name your business or at that point you were still just making your boxes? Had you named just it? Just boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a name for it. It's okay. Don't and worry. It went on for about, I think, five years without a name. Mm-hmm. I would make boxes. <laughs> if you liked it, you did. You bought it. If you didn't, you did something else. Mm-hmm. I made my boxes. So after campus... That was my thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to look for a job. I had my business. Yeah. So I gave it now more time. I had more time on my hands. I would market it in different supermarkets. And along the way, 
I ended up in Nakumat. Oh. Oh my. Okay. So they gave you space. They gave me an order for a hundred boxes. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh huh. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. I get into Nakumat. Ask, can I bring my boxes? Okay, you go to the office procurement offices. The confidence, mm. the boldness to present my product, because mm-hmm. I had done in a small supermarket, mm-hmm. so my confidence had been growing. Yes. Yeah? yes, they liked, they didn't like. They told me how to improve. They told me wh- how to price. I walk into Nakumat, and they are being amazed. Uh, they even asked me, "Are you doing this yourself?" Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you make? 10 different sizes and bring 10 pieces of each size. Mm-hmm. I did that. They would send me orders towards the festive seasons, mm-hmm. Easter and Christmas. I would get orders at least twice in a year. Mm-hmm. I did that for about 2 3 years. And then life. Life, life happened. <laughs> life mm-hmm. happened. Yes. That was my first business. Oh my goodness. And it's not like first business for six months. You no. actually did it for years. Yes, so I know how to pass via. <laughs> That's so cool. And it also it's a reminder to people not to sleep on their ideas. Because yes. sometimes you have an idea and you're like, maybe you write it down. You're like, I'll come back to it later. Then you forget about uh-huh. it. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. That's so growing up, did you have a lot of siblings? I have lots of siblings. Mm-hmm. So I come from a traditional African home. Mm-hmm. So I have family on my father's side and family on my mom's side. Two of those situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on my mom's side, I'm the firstborn, the only girl, then three boys. Ooh. Then on my father's side, I'm the secondborn, the first girl, then two. So <laughs> deputy parent as a position <laughs> is very real in your life. That yeah. much I must know. So okay, now I grew up mainly with my dad, mm-hmm. but then I grow and I'm like, okay, I need a connection with my mom's family and the little brothers and the little brothers. Uh-huh. So that's okay. how it big was. Big family, <laughs> big big family. We're talking about school. You started out in boarding school, yes. and in your book, you share your experience, my experience, yes. and other people's and other people's experiences. But I remember the moment you opened the book. You talked about you know at the age of six or seven, yes, going to boarding school. Yes, you were excited. Yes, looking forward to it. The first thing was you had to cut off your hair, oh, which is the case, I guess, in a lot of schools. Yes, and in our traditional Ugandan school system, yes. it's still very much a part of it. So you. go into school excited. excited you're being given your own things uh-huh. you know they're buying for you your own books your own pens your own uniform and you feel like i'm a big girl yes. now right i'm a big girl <laughs> and then you get into this boarding school that had some catholic sisters from yes. the convent as yes. well because yes. um, the convent mm-hmm. i believe it still is It was mm-hmm. just next door. Okay, yeah. okay, and then you began to realize that boarding school life was was totally hard because the first thing you talked about was your timetable. Yes. You'd wake up at 5 a.m. Yes, and then breakfast was at 10. At 10. Now, after the morning, the morning lessons. Like, how would you even concentrate? A child that has not eaten. <laughs> okay, this is the mother and me. But children need. <laughs> And when I wrote the book, mm. I'm writing to parents. Yes. You are a mother, you are a father. You may not have experienced this. Mm-hmm. Growing up, but this is what your child is experiencing. Mm-hmm. And different children, 
children are different just like all human beings yes what i could be able to handle someone else may not be able to handle mm-hmm. so you put with boarding school they are looking at one child yes. this one child that can handle this situation mm-hmm which is not the case. Hardship. Yes, it is hardship. <laughs> I mean, of course there are different types of schools now and I like that you made it very clear. You're not saying that boarding schools Thank are all bad. Much. Thank you very much. That was so clear in it the book. It was so it is very clear in the book. But you're making it clear that someone needs to really think about that decision. That decision. You need to go visit yes. the school, see yes. the environment. One of the things that scares me the most about our traditional system is how sometimes parents are kept away from their children. You can even go to school to see your child and you're and denied. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I put my child in Have boarding you? school and I went through that experience and I okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll let me tell that parent. I do, one thing I do mm-hmm. when I visit a relative mm-hmm. in school, you see the school rule is parents are not allowed in the dormitories. Mm-hmm. Why aren't parents allowed in the dormitories? I need to see how my child is living. So most cases I force my way there mm-hmm. because I want to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Some of those rules do not make sense. They don't. But the administration and that they don't seem to get it. Mm-hmm. You've taken my child. You've taken my money mm-hmm. to keep the child to look after my child. But you can't allow me to look around the school to see where my child see. sleeps. Yes. I can't see the library. I can't see the dining hall. I can't see the class. I can't see the dormitory. You have a, a point where you stop. Why you stop? Mhm. It does not make sense. Yeah, some of these traditional rules need to change. I mean, I remember, honestly, I lost it. I was like, this is my child. I gave birth to my child. What do you mean I can't see my child? I can see my child. Yes. <laughs> I was one of those parents. I'm like, it makes that sense. That your way there. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. Then you me. become the troubled, the, the troublemaker. <laughs> I know. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So you share some of these experiences. Um, you shared some of the rules that also don't make sense where parents would bring their children snacks and grub. They're not told it's that, not allowed. Yes. They shouldn't do it. And yes. then uh, teachers... The child is put... Terrorized. Terrorized. The child goes through the trauma of having to give away their things. Or hide. Or, or throw hide away. Them. Yes. Oh, my God. When I was writing this book, mm-hmm. Tell You The Truth, Crystal, I had to remember. And it must have I been. had to go through that place. Yes. Of, of of that time. The trauma. Six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, me. Mm. The trauma. Mm. I had to go back. And sometimes when I would write the book, I would literally cry. Because I, I had experienced that. So you can't tell me, this is my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You can't tell me otherwise. I've experienced it. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. You went through it yourself. I went through it. I'll be honest, I had tears in my eyes. I, at <laughs> some point, I was just... Because that was just an example. There's so many people. Please get this book, Boarding Blues, Why Boarding Primary School May, may not, not Be Good for Your Child. And just that trauma of a child being visited by a parent, being gifted with things from a place of love, yes. and then having to feel guilty for having them. And then when you talked about the experience of some of the teachers and administration taking these things from the children Literally and taking them take to their own homes. And I'm like, how can how you be you respected as yes, a person of authority? Yes. So from the onset, the mm. academics was totally 
destroyed. Yeah. I can't pay attention to you mm-hmm. when you've caused me all this pain, mm-hmm. all this trauma. Burning biscuits in front I of actually, you. I wasn't sure if I'd written that. Yes. That's what I was thinking about. They burnt all those biscuits <laughs> in front collected. of all these little children. Yes. They numb you. Your emotions, your your thought process is totally numbed and you have to just succumb. Mhm. That's what happened for me. Um when you talk about you know you were in boarding school for a few years and yes. then you were taken out yes. and taken to Nakasero. Yes. That was more or less after an incident, should we yes. say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And you talk about that. So, I think <coughs> from P1, P2, P3, I would communicate to my parents mm-hmm. I really don't like the school this and this happens every holiday that was the same story okay i would communicate this this but if you're not there you won't really understand what mm-hmm. a child is telling you yes so this particular incident i get an accident mm-hmm. and as a result of the accident i could not stay in the school mm-hmm and also things had happened at home that was not part of <laughs> mm-hmm. so now i joined the family and my father now wants me to be part of what the movement <laughs> of the family yes so that's when the decision was made mm-hmm. like for you no more boarding no more boarding yeah and i'm sure you were so relieved i was so happy you can't believe my academics improved greatly mm-hmm. greatly because i was in a state of rest there's no more stress there's mm-hmm. no more fear mm-hmm. fear you yeah. wake up every day in a state of fear you're living in yeah mm-hmm. if you turn right or left when you're supposed to go straight you are going to be caned and here i am in a day school and the situation was different mm-hmm. i joined nakasero i mean half of p4 now mm-hmm. And the students are even rowdier than I than where I came from. And no one is beating them up. No mm-hmm. one is is disrespecting them. They are being encouraged instead. They are being uh monitored well. They are be, it, it was being such, allowed to be, to be children. children. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was such a as like what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I think in class I must have been like the confused one. I don't know. <laughs> I could not believe what was going on. You gone. could relax and that, actually be yourself. And be yourself. Mm. You could see dad and mom at the end of the day. Yeah. And tell them about your day. And they help you with your homework. And interact with my, uh, with my siblings. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what my siblings were, really. Mm. I didn't know that. Imagine. I didn't know you that. You had missed out on so much. On so much. Those three and a half years, I had missed out. So Elizabeth, uh you talked about the experience of writing and yes. you would cry because this is trauma that you had to relive to yes. be able to put it on the page. Yes. Right. Why did you decide to write this book? Had you always thought of being a writer or was it because of the Harvest Institute? Okay. I didn't think I was ever going to write a book. Mm. First of all. <laughs> okay. I thought writing was for special people. <laughs> professors and what but i get into harvest institute i had been told about the course mm-hmm. so my husband and i enrolled for 2020 mm-hmm. knowing that we were going to write a book mm-hmm. but when you get there 
you actually have no clue of what you're going to write about. <laughs> That's the thing. And, and you you both have your books. You, our own books. Extremely different. different. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get in there and there is this team that is ready to empower you on how to write. Okay. The topic of choice is yours. Mm-hmm. You can write about anything. In fact, I'd thought I'd say, uh, I love movies so, mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I hope I can be a movie director one day. <laughs> That's how I love. That's how much you love. That's mm-hmm. how much I love movies. Yes. So I thought I would write a fiction story. Mm. Write a fictional thing and, you know, make mm. myself happy. But along the way, things stand. Like, by the way, I've always told my husband about my experience. Oh, so you were talking about We it. Used, I used to talk about it. Because okay. Okay. I would be minding my own business and a memory. Mm. comes mm-hmm. so I tell him can you believe what happened to me in boarding school so because that had been happening mm-hmm. so finally I settled like, I think I should write about my experience in boarding school and that's how I, I sat down and once I sat down to start writing I could not stop it just poured it out it just poured out yes mm-hmm and that's how I wrote about the book. So you said that you shared your experiences, but mm. you also shared experiences of others. Yes. You've had these conversations? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Some of these are friends and relatives. Mm-hmm. So when I started writing my book, I would call them up, tell them I'm writing about this topic. Would you like to share a story? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so they would be like, yes, I would. Let me send you a page or two. So that's how I got some of these okay. stories. So you kind of did interviews. Those yes, were like I interviews did. for your book. Yes, okay. I did. And there is one actually who refused to give me a story because she's she was like, I can't relieve that. Mm. I can't relieve that. Forgive me, I can't give you a story. Okay. But she had told me about it. I needed to get consent mm-hmm. and I needed the person to write that clip themselves. So the fact that she couldn't, I could not. Okay. Put it in. That's understand, but that's the thing, you know. Imagine all these years later, later, you still get those flashbacks. Yes, and that's the thing a lot of people don't think about. That childhood trauma shapes who you become as an yes. adult. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. So these decisions are very, very important. They are very important. In the book, I mentioned the short and long term effects mm-hmm. of children that have, especially young children. Mm-hmm. If a child goes in P four, P five, their experience will be different. Mm-hmm. If a child goes in kindergarten or in P1. Those early years. That is their environment. Well, you're just confused. You don't you know, don't how even to know do what to do anything. <laughs> you don't know what to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you put in boarding school, you're like a ball. Anyone can kick you around. You don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, and I, when I was writing, I first put all my rant mm-hmm. together. Okay. <laughs> I, I just poured out, poured out, poured out. Yes. And just that, I had 50 pages already. Wow. So by the time I engaged the editor, he reads, he's like, what is your book about? Are you ranting? <laughs> Are you... So who do you want to benefit from this book? Mm-hmm. That's when I now sat down. Like, okay. He told me, look, get your husband, talk to him about all your issues mm. or get a therapist Talk to the person (laughs) about all your issues. Then come back to me and we write a book. (laughs) That's so funny. I also laughed at it. That's so funny. So I deliberately Mm -hmm. made an appointment with my husband. We (laughs) got a day Mm -hmm. where I poured out everything. everything. Uh 
and I got peace. Okay. Writing the and book clarity. was more of therapy. Okay. For me. <laughs> what was the reception? How has it been received? It's been received well. Mhm. I thoroughly of, enjoyed it. <laughs> many of them just as you reacted Very this emotional. book almost made me cry this book reminded me of my time in, in boarding school mm-hmm. but the thing is us that experienced this are now parents yes mhm how different are we going to make our children's experience yes yes how different are they going to be mhm if you went through this and your child goes through this as well you as a parent you haven't done anything true Yeah, I mean, it's like what? You're just passing on the on cycle of trauma. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Now, and what scared me the most, which is what I've heard from so many of these stories, is the environment of abuse. It and is so evident. Bullying. We talk about bullying from older children, but this is starting from the top. It's yes. a culture of yes. bullying. There is real actual bullying. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame the bullies themselves. They are also trying to cope mm-hmm. <laughs> with the environment. Yes. So these are some of the effects of sending children so early in yeah, such an environment. So, mm-hmm. so the child has to cope. They will either become so quiet and keep everything in mm-hmm. or react out by looking for weaker children that they can bully. Yes. That they can take out their anger and and take advantage of and re- exactly mm-hmm. take out their anger. Mm-hmm. So as I'm writing the book, I'm like, okay, now this explains why we have bullies in school. Uh-huh. In many cases, they themselves are struggling with something, and that's, that's and many it. of them it's at home, <laughs> and then they bring it they to bring school. It. In my book, I'm explaining that it's actually being caused mm-hmm. by the environment. Yes. by the teachers by, by the administration exactly. so how can someone get a hold of the, your book now how do we get a hold of it so the book is available on jumia mm-hmm. if you search for it you'll find it um also through me basically mm-hmm. those two okay yeah also at worship harvest church mm-hmm. nalia mm-hmm. if you are someone um located on that side of town you'll find it at worship harvest nalia But Jumia is the central point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that is Boarding Blues by Elizabeth Businje in Tozi. Uh we're just about to wrap up, but I just wanted to hear how you met your husband. <laughs> really quick one as we wrap up. <laughs> She's all smiling and shy now. <laughs> oh my word. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, my uncle of the mm-hmm. supermarket. Mm-hmm. He's like my second father. Okay. Greetings. to Uncle Grace Mwesiga, greetings to my father, Engineer John Businge, mm-hmm. and to my loving husband, Athantozi. So the story started with my uncle, mm-hmm. my Uncle Grace. So after campus, there is a stage of confusion mm-hmm. as young adults. That transition. The confusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the confusion of young adults. Like you don't know what to do with yourself. You don't know what to do. So he he noticed I'm very close to him so he noticed my confusion. He's like, "Do you know what? If you went to All Saints and did the Navigators Bible study and Navigators Bible study. Yes, at okay. All Saints Church. Uh-huh. It will help you get some perspective about life mm-hmm. and help you plan your life better." Okay. And since this is someone I really I really respect. Mm-hmm. Recently we we learned that Among the four influencers in our lives, that's family, politicians, entertainers, 
and religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Our family members influence us the most. Okay. 40% influence from our family. From our family. Now it's making sense. He tells me to go and I went. Mm-hmm. So I get there, I'm bored, I quit. <laughs> okay. All right, I didn't see that coming. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I'll try the next year. The next year came. Mm-hmm. I went back, settled. Okay. Ready to learn. I'm put in a group because the groups are of 10, 10 people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. total strangers to themselves. And in that group is my husband. Okay. In my group is my <laughs> husband. <laughs> Uh-huh. And we continue the course, learning about the Bible, learning how to implement the things in the Bible into our lives, into our businesses. It's an intense, intense study. Mm-hmm. So along, I think it's the like halfway the the, the the lessons, halfway the the course. Let me call it a course. Halfway the course, mm-hmm. we start noticing each other. Aha! Because in these meetings, you meet every week. Okay. Once every week. Mm-hmm. So you get to know who is this, who is this one, what do they do, how, you know, you get to know each other. And so that's how we met. Okay. And from there, by God's divine intervention, we are now <laughs> seven years down the road. Seven years? Yes. Okay. Husband and wife. And it's been lovely. And each time I think about it, I'm like, God looked at me in all my confusion. <laughs> <laughs> you keep talking about this confusion. I'm um, one of those people mm-hmm. that you know very passionate about things that you even get in trouble <laughs> because when you go and you go all you in, go eh? uh-huh. aim fire like, what is it called shoot fire aim that, that's <laughs> me eh? like, <laughs> okay. I'll go we go we go where are we going like, <laughs> that's me uh-huh. so he looked at me with all my confusion and like you know what Julia you young lady here is a husband for you Go in peace. Okay. <laughs> so, you, you know, you've talked about your first business in Essex. And you've continued in business since then. Yes. But yes. there's also a bit of farming as well, right? Yes. You have a farm as well. Yes, we have a farm in Imbarara. Mainly dairy. Mm-hmm. And um, a plantation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying Haas. So it's one of the new ventures we are trying. Okay. We hope to get into bees. <laughs> So there's many, topic. many things. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> it's very but, interesting. Yeah. My mother has been, yeah, the ups and downs. <laughs> and a lot of learning, a lot, uh, of, a lot of learnings along the way. A lot of managing, a lot of conflict management. Uh-huh. That is what we are doing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you, you said that you never saw yourself being a writer. I did. But you had True. your first book out. And now you're working on your second book. Yes, right? I'm working on my second book. Get started notes for a new business owner. Yes, by Elizabeth Businge. I think I, I didn't say it right earlier. Businge. Okay, yes. in Tozi. Yes. Uh huh. Tell me about this book. So, I'm doing another course mm-hmm. called um, School of Practical Business. Okay. This is a space still offered at Worship Harvest under the Harvest Institute, mm. and it's about business owners. Okay. Especially those that have experienced business mm-hmm. what challenges have you had come we talk is there a gap of knowledge that you're having a mm-hmm. problem with mm. so we get there and we are being inspired we are being taught things that you don't know about we read books when we were doing school of leadership we were required to read a book every two weeks okay a book for the whole year 
All right. So it's the same thing in School of Practical Business, but this is specifically for business owners. Mm-hmm. So all the material is about business. Mm-hmm. And so we read to empower ourselves to make changes in our businesses, things that haven't been going right, turn and make them right. Put the right systems, mm-hmm. put the right processes. And one of the requirements was still to write a book about your business journey. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how the book so, came up. So the title Get Started. Yes, Get Started. From my story mm-hmm. of the boxes. Uh-huh. Just right there and then you got just started. Just start. Mm-hmm. You learn along the way. You will have challenges here and there. You will learn how to overcome mm-hmm. the challenges mm-hmm. and get started. Okay. So when is the book going to be available? I believe by end of August. Okay. I'm now dealing with my layout and Oh, so it is cover. really the final stages It's the right final now. stages. Yes. That's what I'm working on. It's it will be out soon. Okay. And oh. I'm excited about it. Now you mentioned where we can get your books, but you said we can also get it through you. Yes. So do you have an email address where someone can get in touch with you? Yes, I have an email address um, Elizabeth Businge seven at gmail dot com or on my on my number zero seven zero triple four eight two zero three. You can get a book for yourself. Again, your number zero seven zero triple four. Eight two zero three. Okay. Well, thank you so much oh for joining God, me. This was really amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your experiences. I know it was painful, but I mean, like you said, many of us are parents now, and we don't want to make the mistakes that our parents made. Our parents are not perfect, and that's what happens when you get older. You begin to realize they're just human beings, also figuring it out. Very true. And they made a lot of mistakes. How can we avoid them? And this is a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you so I much. I am humbled. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Groove Cafe. You're listening to RX Radio.